0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Grad Cracker webinar, where I'm really excited to be joined by Stantec. Stantec is a global consultancy that employs 26,000 people working in 400 locations across six continents. Their team of experts provides engineering, architecture, environmental and project management services across all phases of the project lifecycle. Right now, they have over 100 graduate roles open to applications on their graduate hub and are recruiting in the the region of 180 graduates in 2023. So there's plenty of roles to choose from. Today, we're joined by Amy, Phoebe, Omar and Josh to tell us more about the schemes themselves and how to land that dream job at Stantec. So firstly, let's start by meeting Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Sophie. Um, Please, could you start by telling our audience a bit more about Stantec, what you do and your business goals? Yeah, of course. So Stantec,
1: we are a global professional services consultancy and we work across quite a lot of different sectors. So that includes water, energy, transport, buildings and community development. And we're kind of made up of a lot of multidisciplinary teams. So that would include engineers, project managers, planners, designers, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've worked on some really big infrastructure projects, such as the HS2 rail project. And we've also worked on the London Sewer Network. um, And we work with quite a lot of big clients, such as Mm -hmm. National Highways and National Rail um, and National Grid, sorry. (laughs) So, yeah, so in terms of our goals, we always want to do things with the community in mind. That's one mm-hmm. of our values. Um, so we also want to be really sustainable in everything that we do and all of our designs. And at the moment, we're really you know looking to grow the business quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And recruiting graduates is a really big part of that. Yeah. And, and also Barton Wilmore, the, the planning design consultancy,
0: have recently joined StanTech, So that just kind of increases our growth even more mm-hmm. as well. Fantastic. And could you tell our audience a little bit more about your particular role within Stantec, Amy?
1: Yeah, so I'm a talent acquisition specialist in our early careers team. So I'm part of a team of a few people and I would be looking after all of the graduate recruitment process, Mm -hmm. um, mainly across the
0: water and energy sectors at Stantec. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And how many people work within your team? And do they do they all work work over like a particular division or a particular area of Tech?
1: Yeah, so in the early careers team, there's three of us. Um, mm-hmm. So my colleague, Claire, she works across the kind of transport buildings and community development side of things. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, she kind of supports both of us in, in different mm-hmm. areas and she
0: looks after apprenticeships as well. Brilliant. So during the recruitment process, Anyone applying to Stantec, would they either be speaking to yourself, Amy, or Claire or Jenny? Yeah, either one of us. Yeah. Brilliant. And I can assure you that Claire and Jenny are just as lovely as Amy. So, you know, anybody that's watching it. <laughs> um, so we've mentioned about the huge amount of roles that you've, you're recruiting for this year, which is absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. But could you give a quick overview to the type of opportunities that you recruit for and a little bit more about the graduate scheme, Amy?
1: Yeah, of course. So I think even though we've got over 100 on the Grag Cracker site, we've got about 185 actual live vacancies um, mm-hmm. that budgets can apply for. Um, so that would be across all different areas. So all different types of engineers, civil, mechanical, electrical, process engineers. Um, river and coastal engineers so more focused on the water side of things mm-hmm. also got roles such as transport planners mm-hmm. um, economics project management and also some digital roles so that would be kind of like data science data analytics yep. and that's just some of them there's so many yeah roles. yeah <laughs> so many roles Yeah, loads so in terms of the graduate scheme itself so it's a two and a half year program Mm -hmm. and within that the graduates have access to lots of different training so there would be virtual and also in-person training Um, so you get to go and meet graduates from across the business and in different Mm -hmm. teams Um, and the training is kind of split up so it'll focus on more kind of soft skills so developing your presentation your communication leadership skills but also you'll have that more kind of technical training on the job within your team. Mm-hmm. You'll also get a mentor as well. So someone who's got that experience and you know has been through it themselves and is able to kind of support you to start mm-hmm. kind of working towards your chartership or any professional
0: qualifications. Fantastic. So there's so many things that you've just touched upon there that is so important to our audience. So I think one of the things that's quite often overlooked during when people are applying to graduate schemes or, or, you know, thinking about how they might work, is that soft skills that you've touched upon and how important that is to supporting your technical growth as well, you know, and, and everything that you do at work and then chartership um, and professional accreditation is obviously incredibly important. So, you know, you can hear just from that brief introduction that StanTech will help you with all of those different things. Um, So finally, Amy, before we kind of go on to meet the rest of the panel, um, location. Um, So I know our three graduates today are in different locations and you obviously recruit and have projects across the whole of the UK. So um, where could your graduates be based um, and do they need to specify different locations during the recruitment process or how does that element of the recruitment work?
1: Yeah, so we've got twenty-one offices across the mm-hmm. UK. So that runs from the north, Scotland, Wales, all the way down to the south. Um, mm-hmm. But we've also got office in Dublin, and we've just recently opened one in Belfast as well. So there's so many different locations wow. that graduates could be based in. Mm-hmm. Um, however, not every team recruits in every office. So. Mm-hmm you will need to kind of look at the job advert on Drag and have a look and see what location it's based in. Mm -hmm. Some of the opportunities we've got multiple locations and some will just have one specific location. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's always best to kind of have a look at that and see Mm -hmm. if it's a location
0: that you'd like to be based in. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, And yeah, just so many opportunities and so many different places. There really is something for everybody at Stantec. So um, what we're going to do now is move across to quickly meet our graduates. We'll just um, find out more about you. But let's just start with you, Phoebe, just finding out where you went to university, what you studied and when you joined Stantec.
2: Uh, so I went to the University of Leeds and I studied geography and geology there but with an industrial year so that's like a placement year um, and I joined Stantec in 2021 so June 2021.
0: Fantastic and you did your placement with another consultancy didn't you before coming yeah. back to decide yeah. Stantec was right for you?
2: Yeah. I Brilliant. Did.
0: I... Go on.
2: I was going to say, I met Stantec whilst I was on my industrial placement, whilst I was working with the company um, and
0: came here in the end. <laughs> Brilliant. So they made an impression then straight they away. They did, definitely. <laughs> and um, that's a Josh...
3: great reason though, to do a placement. Mm. You oh, know, yeah. Whether Networking. the placement goes really well, or you think actually, no, this is not the right company for me. Mm. But that's just another perfect example mm. of how doors can open up. Definitely. Great, great opportunities you, to network. Yeah. 100%. Going to final year, knowing right this is the company I do want
0: to apply to when I'm finished. Fantastic, mm. brilliant. Um, Josh, next year where did you go to uni? What did you study, and when did you join StanTech? Uh,
4: so I spent three years um for my undergrad at Northumbria University in Newcastle, uh, and then I did a year's master in Glasgow, and mm-hmm. I joined StanTech in April of this year. So been here for about eight months now.
0: Fantastic. And your degrees were in civil engineering, weren't they, Josh?
4: Well
5: in civil engineering. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Great. Um, and then Omar, finally to you, um, where did you go to uni? What did you study and when did you join Stantec?
5: Um, so I went to uni in Harriet Walt University um mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. Um so I did an MN course, civil engineering. So that's a five year course. I was um and I joined Stantec um in September 2020. So when, just when I left my course um well, summer and then yeah.
0: Fantastic. So all of you are slightly different stages in your career. So um gonna head over to you now, Jess, to find out more about what everyone's been doing. Thanks. Uh <laughs> okay,
3: Josh, I'm gonna come to you first because you are top of my list. Um if you could just tell everyone in a bit more detail about your current role at Stantec and a bit about the team that you work in.
4: Uh, so my current role, uh, I joined as a graduate in the civil engineering team and uh, working with the community community development team. Sorry. So I work for Kent outside in sorry I work for Kent but in London so it's a bit of a weird role in terms of meeting with my team um but as the current sort of working environment is it's all on teams anyway so it's it's worked Mm -hmm. out really well
3: yeah so in terms of the kind of hybrid approach um is that something obviously you've you've adapted you you know it's working and how you find in that kind of transition you know coming into a team you know you say you've been there eight months but you're doing it in you know from a hybrid perspective have you found that easy and is it uh
4: to be honest yeah um I feel like everyone that I've spoken to is just absolutely lovely to be honest um very easy to speak to and sort of very open in terms of if you ever have a question they're very just no one says oh I don't have time for that or Mm. um can it wait a little bit like they will stop whatever they're doing and talk to you straight away so even though it's on Teams, they're, yeah, they're amazing, to be honest.
3: Oh, that's a lovely thing to say. So, Josh, go in a bit more detail then, if you don't mind, about your role and what you've been doing over the last eight months.
4: Um, so, yeah, when I first joined, so I'd obviously done like four years at university doing civil engineering, but didn't really have much of an idea what I'd actually end up doing. Um, yeah. But which my is quite current common. Role, a lot of yeah. students
3: say that, don't they? You know, that yeah, they've studied this, but how does that apply to it's all industry? theory? Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um so my current role is with um we're doing on-site suds, is is mainly what I do, which is sustainable urban drainage. Um okay. Okay. so a lot of water-based stuff. Um, that alongside um foul drainage. So it's not very fun to talk about at uh, parties <laughs> or whatever, but it's uh, <laughs> it's fun for me, yeah. <laughs>
3: So is this um, kind of are you looking after kind of current systems or are you creating a new stuff? How's that? How's it work? Uh,
4: so I've had I've worked on a couple of projects that are sort of different in terms of what stage they're at. Um, I'd say that the main one that I'm currently on is uh, Otterpool. It's called. It's in Kent. And it's like a 10,000 home development. So that's all very um, in um, the future. I think I'll probably mm-hmm. be about 60 years old when it's finished. So
0: that'll be good. That uh, <laughs> right. was really nice.
4: Um, but now, and then there's okay. another one where it's, it's currently existing, but we need to alter it slightly based on the constraints that we found within the site, which is uh, the foul drainage. Um, right. So there's, there's good different roles that I've I've done so far.
3: Yeah. yeah good stuff so in terms of you know amy kind of touched upon it you know it's something that you know every industry at the moment is looking at the moment and how to be sustainable and things like that so i can imagine even in your role in design and planning i'm angling I'm at this because you said you know the project's going to be about 50 about the time you finish but is it because you know things are changing all the time you know you've got to think of good ways of doing it
4: and yeah. how you
3: can be as sustainable as possible.
4: Yeah, um <clears throat> with the massive project that's it's going to take around 30 40 years y- you need to think for the future so basically Absolutely. we take a lot of environmental considerations into yeah. into our design. Um mm-hmm. so with climate change obviously it's it's massive and has been for years but we need to sort of predict how that's going to interact with our design in like I say 30 years so we're mm-hmm. designing with like 15 20% on top of what we should be doing um mm. just so that the networks can take like the loading of like the water that the 10,000 people sorry 10,000 homes are going to be producing so it's yeah it's a it's a massive sort of influence in our design
3: Yeah, 100%. You think like that, you know, you think how our lives have completely changed over, say, the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. So what it's going to life is going to be like in, you know, the next 30, 40 years, you know, it's going to be completely different. So, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. So, uh, Josh, we'll come back to you a bit more, a bit more about detail about projects and stuff. But thanks for the introduction. Omar, I'm going to come to you next, if that's okay. Um, if it's the same kind of question, you could tell us a bit more about your role and the current team that you're working in.
5: Yeah, um so when I joined back in twenty twenty, I joined the HS2 design assurance team. Sure. Um and I I worked on um so the HS two and all the associated structures that comes with it, the stations, the shafts, um, obviously the two t- uh, giant tunnels that will go through London and Chiltern <laughs> Hills. Um so all the impact of these structures on Thames water utilities and all you know um I I did kind of a rotational uh, kind of program Mm -hmm. where I joined the geotechnical team as well, um, working on the vibration and impact of the tunnels on the underground utilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, last year, I I kind of joined a different team. Now I'm working on the pipeline team, working on different projects across the country. Um, and even, you know, um, I worked on projects in Cyprus and Ireland. So um, it's very interesting, Yeah, you know, wow. I've been working on, you know, the kind of the two things that I like the most, which is kind of water and structures. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so in terms of the change, is that encouraged <laughs> because you were part of the graduate program or was that something you decided, you know, I want to experience more and get, you know, as much experience as I can during that kind of? Compared.
5: yeah it's kind of both um so I always express interest in kind of you know knowing more about different things because um as Josh said when you join you kind of don't know what you want to do yeah. um, you <laughs> do a lot of things at uni and then you kind of join and you you're not very sure so um I joined the design assurance team and I learned so much about uh the kind of like the general civil um role and then you know I kind of wanted to get more experience more technical in geote- geotechnics and then mm-hmm. pipeline potentially so that this is what I've, i did um a role came up and i just put my hand up and say yeah i can yeah, i can someone mm-hmm. uh, yeah so the geotechnical uh, engineer wanted you know some help with all the reviews he was doing so um yeah that was partly so when i did the geotechnical experience and then that kind of my experience and the civil design and design assurance and the geotechnical experience kind of added up so now mm-hmm. I, I joined the pipeline team um and that was a very good experience for me oh.
3: and tell us a bit more about the team then so um, um was the differences in the teams in terms of size in terms of location tell us a bit about that and how that works and what's the team looking like now that you're in
5: um so my team works across the UK so i, ha- I have people working in glasgow um in leeds and in london
3: mm-hmm.
5: we do sometimes kind of um like t- t- meet mostly we we work um on teams but we uh, sometimes work you know closely together in the high Workroom office yeah. um and if, if there's any site visit that we need to go to um but yeah our, our team is mostly across the uk
3: yeah brilliant and that's good um
0: Oh sorry. Jess before you go on, I'm gonna take that opportunity to just come and ask Amy a question. I don't know what that noise was. it's
3: nah. a big wagon that just went past my house and just slammed on. I thought oh, I was going to you. it was gonna be a That's what it was. And if you heard
0: it beat, then I was like, oh. <laughs> So Amy, Amy, um, just wanted to touch upon something that Omar mentioned then about the fact that he's kind of changed um, departments and changed teams. How common is that during the graduate programme? And is that something that is encouraged? You know, how does it, how's that normally set up?
1: Yeah, it can happen sometimes. So I know of some graduates that have started off in one team and then they might move to another or they might do a secondment for a little while to try out something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's not something that can be guaranteed. Usually you will kind of, you know, join the team that you've applied for and that's the team that you would stay in. But mm-hmm. yeah, potentially things might come up and, you know, maybe you might start in the water team and you might find that you're interested in more kind of energy projects. Yeah. I know people have kind of moved across to that side of things so Mm -hmm. it it can happen and there is opportunities there if you are. Fantastic
0: yeah I mean I think that's the benefit of working for an organisation like Stantec where you do have so many different projects and so many different teams that you know if there is something out there that you are interested in have a conversation about that and see whether it's an opportunity. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, and that's just a massive top tip for any students that are listening. You know, it is about asking, isn't it? It's about having those conversations and putting yourself in those situations to say, look, I'm interested in this. You know, like you. I think you, Omar, You even said it. You put your hand up and said, "Hi, can I be involved in this? I'm interested." Mm-hmm. And you know, students, you know, listening to this now, you know, take that on board when you are applying for Tech and don't be afraid to ask. You know, when you when you do land mm-hmm. that job, say, so, you know, I want to experience as much as I can. The saying is, you know, be like a sponge and just take it all in and you know, mm-hmm. use this time. So yeah, really great that you did that, Omar. And um, so, Sorry, Phoebe, the other thing to
2: on you? that. Oh yeah I was say the other, the flip side of that is I found that. So many like senior people in their teams um, love it when you're like interested in Mm. what they're doing. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they love to talk about it. So if you go over to a team that you're not working in and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, what's this do? Like, what do you do here? They love to talk about it. So um, you're Mm -hmm. always going to get a positive reception. Mm. Oh,
3: absolutely. 100%. You know, you you know about yourself, you know, if anyone shows an interest in your own role, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I can tell Mm -hmm. you that, I can tell you this. So (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to feel that, you can ask because already this seems a very common thread between all of you that yeah you've got a lovely team you can ask you're wanting to support one another whether you know if you're a senior or you've just started the organization so again it's interesting how you've all you know saying very similar things
0: I was going to say Josh made that point very early on didn't you Josh mm-hmm. that you know everyone's got the time for you if you if you want to ask questions that if someone's going to always make time for you so mm-hmm. that's great very good and um, so sorry Phoebe coming back
3: to you as well if you could just tell us a bit more about your role and the team obviously you work in.
0: So
2: my role is a graduate wastewater network modeler okay. um, a bit of a mouthful but it's basically <laughs> a urban drainage hydraulic modeler um, okay. so I work in what's called the infra feasibility team so um, we work with local water companies um, providing solutions for drainage um we work a lot on growth schemes so there when um a sort of area's got loads of new developments planned for like the next 10 years um and we sort of assess what impact that has on the existing network and then design solutions to like mitigate that and as Mm -hmm. josh said we will design solutions to also incorporate climate change as well um into all of our solutions and then we also do flood alleviation schemes that's if an area is really prone to flooding we'll investigate the causes of it and again design solutions to mitigate that Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah it's basically everything hydraulic under the ground. (laughs) So in terms of, you know, um,
3: the pressures then, you know, living in an area that floods quite often, York is, you know, renowned for it. Um, You know, I guess the pressures for for you guys are changing constantly as well because of things like climate change, you know, know, new housing developments going up, making sure, you know, it's not on a a piece of land which does flood. So um, I can imagine it's again changing. It's the new pressures all the time, is there?
2: Yeah, definitely. So in our line of work, there's a lot of, um, especially at the moment, interest from the media in like um, flooding. But also you've probably come across um, sort of spills from what are called sewer overflows into okay. rivers. Yeah. Um, and that's been all over the media recently. Yeah. So we get a lot of attention from like local MPs and stuff. So certain jobs that we work on are considered quite high priority and sort of really yeah. flagged to everyone um so you have got to make sure that all your stakeholders like everyone's happy you're communicating um yeah. and sometimes yeah there is a lot of pressure but it's a good pressure I think because you know that at the end of the day you're doing the right thing and you yeah. all you're trying to do is like make sure that they they're happy um mm-hmm. and they know that you're trying to do that so yeah it sort of comes with a job but it's it's good good pressure yeah, I can
3: imagine that you know there the is mm. that satisfaction you know a days you know how does it work you get home you think you know well I'm doing good mm-hmm. you know I'm yeah. helping and yeah. um, to stop anything horrendous like that happening so yeah that must be really good in terms of your team as well a bit more about your team is it like a big team is there
2: quite a lot of you is there many grads in the team what's it looking like um so our team is sort of average size I'd say there's about 15 of us um mm. in our specific team okay. it's a very good mixture of sort of seniors graduates we've got a couple of apprentices um oh I mean I
3: mean, Steph, I was still look at our heads when we do this oh, she's gone she was talking but then she wasn't moving wasn't she and then...
0: I know she even said this morning when we caught up that she's like hardwired her internet in to make oh, sure that it... so Anyway, we'll, we'll carry on back. and we'll come, come back, back when Phoebe yeah,
3: we'll comes come back. back. <laughs> so next, I want to talk about projects. Um, so in a bit more detail, maybe about a favourite project or a project you've worked on that stood out to you so far that, again, that you really, really enjoyed. So Josh, I'll come back to you first. <clears throat> yeah, tell me a bit more about that if that's, proper, if that's proper.
4: <clears throat> Um, I'd say I think I have a favourite project at the moment Uh, is the Otterpool one that I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just because it, it's such an interesting project because it's, Um, sort of so far into the future and it's also so 10,000 homes but 50% of the actual land area that they've acquired is going to be green space so it's just a very sort of Mm -hmm. interesting and sort of sustainable way of thinking in terms Mm -hmm. of how we're going to build our developments in the future Um, Mm -hmm. then I've got another one where I'm pretty proud of it Um, basically I started it from its initial conception and to where it is now, which is like at the planning application stage, okay. so it's it's good that yeah. So I I've had exposure to both like humongous projects, if, if that's the way to put it, and also it's a bit of a smaller one, but also like important to me because I basically did all the legwork for it, which I I really enjoyed getting that exposure and you know having to talk to um, the local council to sort of agree that if my design was all right, and obviously it wasn't. It wasn't just me. I've only been here eight months, but I did a lot of the work and it was fed back and then I would get feedback and I really enjoyed that one, yeah.
3: So something I talk about a lot, but in terms of responsibility then, because I was about to even ask you that, it it is eight months you've been there, isn't it? And (laughs) it sounds like a lot that you've achieved in that kind of short space of time, again, and the responsibility on top of that. So it sounds as though there there is a lot of responsibility given to you early on.
4: Yeah, um, it's funny actually in my interview itself, my now line manager um put it a really good way he said you're basically thrown in the deep end but you've always got a safety float next to you so if yeah. like try your best to like flourish within mm-hmm. the pressures that you're given but if you are struggling or you need a little bit of help th- there's always people to ask like I said before they're, they're mm-hmm. always open to ask so yeah
5: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a really nice thing, though, isn't it, that you, you go in and, you, you know, you know that you've always got that support, people to rely on, but you're also given the opportunity to work in your own way. So rather than being tried to fo- being forced into some sort of mould or, you know, how somebody else wants you to do it, you've got the opportunity to really figure out how you can get the best out of um, yourself and out of the project that you put on because you have got that freedom to 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 explore how you might want to do it. Um, But like you said, with having the huge backup of an organization like Stantec with all that experience and all those expertise within it. So...
3: And again, maybe a bit naive from my point, but it's interesting as well. I didn't really think about that aspect of having to communicate your ideas externally. You know, you're saying mm-hmm. about you know local authorities, stuff like this, MPs and things like that. So there's the pressure of, yeah, you work communicating internally, but communicating your ideas out to people who aren't necessarily engineers, who aren't necessarily you know trained in that industry and say, right, this is my idea. This is what we're suggesting and convincing them that, that it's a good idea. And I guess it's a bit silly, really. Obviously, you're going to be doing that, but it's not a part of the job which I thought you'd be involved in as well which I, do you find that interesting do you find that nerve-wracking
4: um I mean I'm trying to get exposed more to that because I'm, I'm wanting to sort of be up co- that I'm, I'm comfortable talking to anyone but as soon as like a camera's on or like you know you're going to <laughs> a meeting room it sort of changes um
5: yeah
4: but I'd say it's really interesting because you've obviously done your design and you know inside out mm-hmm. um but like you say you're, you're not always speaking to people that you know, are civil engineers, so you have Mm -hmm. to um, sort of interpret it in a way that's easy to understand for everyone, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because then it, I think it sort of solidifies what you've learned when you've designed it, summarizing it in a way that everyone can access. So it's, yeah, I enjoy that
3: yeah i can imagine you get a bit of a kick out of that bit you know it's then that's the exciting bit it's like the ta-da that's my <laughs> um, no i like that that's really good josh um so um i got to come to you next if you don't mind favorite project that you've worked on so far or project that, you've, that stood out to you
5: yeah um well i worked on many different projects uh to be honest mm-hmm. and uh one of, one of the most you know one of the projects that stood out the most to me is the um working on the on the screening study for. Uh, the design um of the cheddar reservoir too um and okay. the cross country pipeline so uh that's basically it's part of a long term planning uh to meet the the future needs of water um and uh, so we we are heavily involved in the design and the design of the cross country pipeline but um it's interesting that you know we've we've seen it last summer that um With all the climate change how it's affecting uh the water supply and Mm -hmm. um you know how how much that you know can affect us in the future um so to be involved in in this part of project um i thought it was very interesting to me um Mm -hmm. you know just to see that this is going to be a reservoir to extract the water with abundance of water right now um, and that will be supplied in the future to uh, a more water deprived areas and the southwest
0: okay mm-hmm. so i was gonna say it's, it's my neck of the woods this near, I, I live near cheddar so
3: right. uh, <laughs> uh, don't turn your taps on stuff
0: no
1: all
3: right, <laughs> save <laughs> all the water sorry so being silly so um so in terms of um you know tell us a bit more about that you know in terms of what is it looking like what how were you involved in it? What were
5: you doing? Well, um, I think so now we are in the uh, kind of screening, like in, it's a, the, what we call it um, SRO, so the strategic resource option. So we look, we look at different options and we, we have about 50 potential sites and we, we kind of whittle it down to a few that we assess uh, the suitability, uh, the constraints in terms of like, environment, constructability, Um, and even like stakeholder constraints. um, We look at all these options, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, it's very interesting that I I work with different people from, say, the environmental team um, or, you know, the the ecology team and work on things that I've, you know, I've not worked on before um, just to see what's the suitability of, say, like pipeline going through wetlands. Um mm-hmm. or woodlands or kind of historic areas. Um, and so we we do all that kind of stuff right now. um and then we go into a bit more details when we think about the design of pipeline mm-hmm. and how we think about the fittings, um the pumping stations and the requirement for it, even like wastewater uh, treatment uh, sites that we think about how can we connect and optimize the network and use the existing networks um yeah and stuff like that
3: so do you say you've come off this project now
5: yes so um I kind of did a part of it uh Mm. but but the project will continue um you know it's for many years to come so I'm, Mm. I'm, I'm kind of following it
3: yeah, I just want to ask yeah. that. I can imagine, you know, if you get invested in projects like this, and I'm sure Josh, you'll probably back this up because you don't know where you're going to be in 60 years' <laughs> time with no. when the system's <laughs> finally signed off. But it'd be nice, you know, kind of keeping your kind of ear to the ground on projects like that to make sure, you know, what's happening. Because again, it It's going to be a learning curve because, you know, what you might be agreeing now, deciding now might change again in five years' time or you might be a different angle. Um, So really, really interesting there. And it's interesting as well to hear, again, naively, but all across the different kind of groups of people within the organisations and all kind of, you know, impressions that you're going to get from the different groups everyone's going to have different ideas everyone's going to be pushing a certain thing whether it's the ecologists wanting you to do one thing and to be careful of one thing and then you know you've got a drive to do something else so it must be quite interesting hearing all that and then make coming up with a decision that'll be my biggest problem being a problem solver so I'm not an engineer you know you've got to have <laughs> that mindset haven't you hearing everyone's opinions and then thinking right let's drive this forward and this is what's going to work do you find that an enjoying part of the job?
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as as you said, when, when I came into the project, you think that um it, it's gonna be really difficult. But then when you kind of work on it, the the say the environmental engineers know quite a bit on what would the pipeline engineer need. So they've already done this before. Oh, um and great. this is yeah, this is the good part of like working um with very knowledgeable people and you know, in a company yeah. that has, you know decades of you know experience so these kind of things kind of move smoothly in terms of you know people already know how to kind of push the project together um, as one team obviously you're going to get so many challenges but yeah that's part of being you know being engineers finding innovative solutions to kind of overcome that
3: yeah good stuff and fab thank you so much for that Omar. Um, okay phoebe i'm going to come to you next favorite project you worked on so far
2: Um, So I think mine will have to be what was titled the Green Recovery Scheme for Seven Trent Water. So that was a huge project where I'm pretty sure the government funded some of it as well. Um, A massive push to try and, yeah, as Todd says, be green and Mm -hmm. get the um, networks in specific areas so I worked on the project in Leamington um, mm-hmm. so that the river that runs through the area becomes our bathing water standard um, so like that it's of it's clean enough basically that people can swim in it mm-hmm. um, but to achieve that the water companies need to ensure that their sewer overflows only spill to the river three times per bathing season um, so they're basically assets which spill sewage diluted sewage into rivers um during storm events um and they wanted that number to be three basically every bathing season um and that was a huge task so some of these spill like a hundred times so it's not like this was a a, like a simple thing to do um Mm -hmm. so it was a really big push like so many people involved so it was great in that sense that there was loads of people working on the project at the same time and lots of different teams um from our point of view I'd sort of design some of the solutions um and options to try and yeah bring these spills down um so we come up with sort of I think it was about four options in the end um and you sort of have to design them and I run the hydraulic model to make sure that they work what I'm proposing works um and then present the results back to the client at the end of it um so that was a really good project because because it was so pushed by sort of the government and the media attention it was quite a quick one in the sense of I got to see sort of the whole stage that we mm. look after um, in a really short space of time so I was able to do that sort of handing over to the client as well and doing those presentations um, yeah. which was great experience for me um and I was really fortunate that my manager let me do that um so yeah it was just really big and fun
3: <laughs> it must be really exciting to see a project from start to finish and then do that handover bit that must be yeah like bit. that's like, yeah when they're like ah, oh, that's a good yeah, idea and it works exactly. I like it <laughs> <laughs> so Phoebe if you don't mind me asking you can tell me now if you can't give anywhere any trade secrets away but how would you get from 100 spills down to three what was the answer?
2: Uh, lots of storage. Lots of, <laughs> lots of storage. <laughs> okay. Somewhere to put all that water. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing, yeah. Uh, but that's that's the other thing. So we always propose sort of a green solution and what we call a grey solution in engineering. So okay. the grey is more like what you think of is just concrete basically so yeah more storage and um building big tanks basically to put the water in then the green solution is things like suds that josh mentioned earlier so Mm. sustainable urban drainage systems um a lot of new surface water networks to take sort of overland flow and those type of things so we always propose both sort of flips of the coin um again having that sustainable drive because in the long term like you want to be sustainable Um, and you'd much rather have sort of rain gardens and tree pits like down a road than um you, if you if you can make a road look prettier by introducing more trees and stuff yeah um that's an added bonus that like the council's like as well yeah. so it's pleasing everyone <laughs> yeah yeah it's
3: yeah. a win-win absolutely makes sense um really really interesting honestly I could ask a million questions here but I know I've got more questions to ask here so um Josh I'll come back to you if that's okay just on training and development and um it sounds as though we've you've, you've kind of talked about it already but you know there is so much support there um and you know if you've, you've got that life kind of safety raft next to you if you need it but tell me a bit more about any formal or informal training that you've had so far of the last eight months uh,
4: sorry just before i start can you hear a hoover in the background is it okay no? no i
0: can't hear it okay good. my <laughs>
4: housemate started and i thought i'd told them i was presenting something but that's okay um so well, my... it
0: move,
3: yeah Sorry. no it needs to it needs to but yeah. can't hear it
4: <laughs> um so i would say the training that i've had i've had um one formal course where it was sort of it was a bit bit higher than what I would expect to be sort of dealing with it was like um sort of going into how projects are priced and what goes into that but one that I found really interesting and actually finished yesterday uh was in Reading which was a graduate event um Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit more informal and it was like it was nice sort of to meet my cohort as it were um and it was all about sort of what color everyone is uh in day-to-day life and uh so you could be like yellow green blue red Mm -hmm. Uh, i came out as yellow i don't know if you can tell um (laughs) but they they basically put a questionnaire up before we went and it was like 22 questions and then at the end of it we've we've come out with a 22 page document telling us Mm. all about us and it's pretty scary sort of how accurate it is um Really? I actually have it next to me, I was reading it this morning, it's it's a bit weird. Um, oh,
3: wow. But no,
4: that, that was really well, what good. What does
3: yellow mean? Sorry, Josh.
4: Uh, I'm Well, I'm yellow and green, so mm. I'm, I'm social. Um,
0: right, tick, that's good. Very
4: fun to be around.
0: Uh, <laughs> we're getting that, we're getting that. <laughs>
4: uh, green is sort of, I'm caring, and uh, I think I'm a little bit sensitive, so oh, oh, keep that in mind God. with your questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but no it's it's really good and uh it was fun to see sort of what everyone was because then it means you understand people a little bit more how you might want to interact with them in the workplace so it's interesting
3: that's really interesting, Amy. Do you do that with all your grads every year? Is this a part of so any students that are listening now thinking, oh, I'd like to get involved with that when when I start stand Tech, is that something you do
1: every year? Yeah. So it's actually something we've just launched this year. Okay. And all of these events are ongoing. I've actually I'm going to one on Monday in Edinburgh. So I'm kind of interested to see what colour I am because I've done <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah it's something new and we're looking to kind of develop people's softer skills as well as their technical skills as well Mm -hmm. so i think it's important you know to learn about yourself how you work what you should improve and things like that so yeah there'll be more of that throughout the scheme Hundred percent.
3: That's you know, and it's a great thing to, you know, to think about. Again, Josh, you're probably thinking about yourself now and thinking, you know, it's a bit anything that you maybe need to improve on. You know, you know now that if you are a little bit sensitive, okay, I know. Are you maybe acknowledging <laughs> that now and something you might not have considered before?
4: Um I didn't think I was that sensitive, but the <laughs>
0: <laughs> the document.
4: The document said that I'm uh I can't take criticism very well and that really annoyed me. So I don't know if that, <laughs> <laughs> like criticism within itself. Um, but no, I, nothing. It wasn't. It. It sort of also told you sort of the do's and don'ts for interacting with like yourself and also other people's yeah. interacting with you. So it's it's interesting. I can definitely, I definitely sort of recognise who would be a red and a, a blue. So. It, a lot of the time because we're engineers blue sort of like coordination so everyone was quite high on that Mm -hmm. um and I think because we were grads everyone was quite green and yellow which sort of means you 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 don't speak your points too much so maybe I would say that's one thing I could improve on
3: just speaking
4: my mind yeah
3: yeah. Do you know, I like that as well, That idea of, you know, when you are then communicating with others, you then think, oh, I think this person could be this, you know, and then, you know, when you are communicating then think, all oh, right, I understand how to respond to this person or how to communicate. Mm. Them. So that's really interesting. I really like that. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Amy, if you could send us that quiz. we <laughs> quite <laughs> <laughs> just do that internally. Um, Elna, I'm going to come to you. Same question. Training or informal, formal um, that you've experienced so far that you enjoyed. That was useful
5: um yeah so what josh was talking about that that was a um great event that we went to um i i went to a different one and mm-hmm. um okay yeah i thought the same it's 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 very good not just only to know about yourself but um i went with my teammates some of the people i've worked with uh before so it's good to know what type of person they are and you know it's we forget how important to kind of uh know how sometimes to deal with people based on how they are
0: mm-hmm. yeah
5: um so yeah it's, it's very good in, in terms of um that sense uh, but also we i've done some i've done a lot of trainings that involved you know the, as part of the core graduate program um and amy kind of talked about that say there's some some of it is technical so like hydraulics mm-hmm. pipeline structures and some of it is just a generic uh communication uh commercial awareness and um, sustainability um I mean health and safety and all these courses mm-hmm. um, I thought they were all you know very interesting and you kind of learn about Stantec's approach towards mm. like, say sustainability um, health and safety and you also learn about the industry um, you know the civil engineering uh, say or you know how it kind of like relates to the mm-hmm. company
3: so um, Amy mentioned earlier, and I'm just out sort of interest. are you thinking about becoming chartered in any way, shape or form, having like kind of that professional training as well? Is that something that you are on the road to or open to?
5: Yes. So, it's, it, I mean, Stantic has a, a great, you know, uh, program. You have a mentor assigned um, or SCE, a uh, supervising civil engineer, and then a delegate civil engineer and both of them will help you towards your chartership. So um, there's a kind of workbook that you can work on. Um, you record all the stuff that you've been doing in the past, and then you speak to your delegate engineer, um, kind of complete some quarterly reports as well, where it will be um, kind of reviewed by your delegate and supervising civil engineer. So they see what attributes may be linked to your chartership and yeah. you you can then record that on on um, ICE for me. So you're mm. ins- yeah. you know the
3: yeah.
5: institution. Um,
3: yeah. So how are you? If you don't mind me asking, um, on that journey, if you could, quite a bit of it. And when are you hoping that you could be become chartered soon? Or
5: yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I find that almost the case for uh, most people here that. You have done so much, but you didn't get the chance to record it, and Mm. that's sometimes a problem. Um, because you know, working in um, a company like this, uh, for me, that I've I've worked on many different things, that I can have so many attributes ticked off. Um, I've recorded some of it, but I still feel that I have a lot that I can just, you know, I need to sit down and write. Mm -hmm. You know, have in writing. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, hopefully, if I I, you know, it could be maybe two years from now.
3: Fingers crossed. Yeah, that sounds good. And um, in terms of earlier, you mentioned about my health and safety and stuff like that. And it's something which I probably should have asked you all earlier. Do you get much kind of hands on experience? Because, you know, imagine like working on these projects where, you know, just doing it from your office at your desk and not being able to go on and kind of visualize exactly that environment, that location, and things like that. Do you get much kind of hands on going to the location to see the actual environment? And, you know, do you, have you experienced that so far on your role?
5: yes uh certainly um i think even even if you don't have to go to the site when you design something health and safety is a big part of it um yes. so when we you know design uh say for a thrust block um you know working on a pressurized pipeline there could be a, a lot of risk coming with that especially for people working behind that thrust block mm-hmm. um and what could potentially happen if you know something burst um these kind of things happened in the past and we always kind of get uh um you know things or the documents to kind of warn us of how we as designers can consider uh what we call the assured isolation mm-hmm. right. to make sure that there is more than one say um um isolation or closed valve to prevent these kind of things to happen yeah um mm-hmm. yeah so it you know as know. designers behind our in the computers or on site, we always have to consider these kind of things.
3: Absolutely, now yeah, interesting. Thank you very much for that, Phoebe. Going to come to you. if That's okay. Same question. Going back to it was uh, training, formal and informal, and what have you experienced so far?
2: So, like the others, I went on that grad event as well. Um, mm-hmm. And as a grad, you get sort of a bunch of training, whether it's sort of general about the company um, and just sort of about what it's like to be in work, because a lot of grads come in not having necessarily that experience so just sort of code Mm -hmm. of conduct like how you should sort of be at work and those types of things Um, but then also the technical stuff Um, but I think the key thing to me for my like development and you can class it as training really is the sort of opportunities um, in the office environment so we do a lot of what we call lunch and learns uh, where you learn during lunch (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Sort of every week we'll have a presentation by maybe someone in the office, um, oh, just yeah. like twenty minutes about something they're working on. Um, and I'm also part of a group called the DPG group, which is the Developing Young Professional Development Professional Group. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, where everyone sort of in the similar stage of their career gets together monthly, mm-hmm. and again people present. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just a great way to learn about maybe if it's someone in your team something. Yeah. Could more in more detail but also the other teams in the office you get to learn what they're looking at um mm-hmm. what sort of projects Stantec gets involved in um and I just yeah I find those types of things really great um mm. and they're really encouraged by Stantec and your managers and your team sort of we're always circulating different events that are going on um enticing people to go to them and like especially if it's in the office if I'm getting up to go in the meeting I'll be like oh do you want to come or someone else be yeah. like you know this is on at lunch like so those are the types of things that I find really crucial um and good for my development because they're things that you're not like you
0: get at lunch as well but uh, <laughs> <laughs> BB, um when we were chatting this morning as well you also mentioned about um was it coffee connections that that you do every month
2: yes yeah, so coffee connections yeah so that's um, I, I think that you can be involved in if you want to where mm. every month you're randomly um, joined with someone else from across Dantec, um, whether that, that's sort of globally and then mm. it's up to you guys to sort of arrange a coffee, um, oh, mostly okay. virtually because they're never in the same country. Um, mm. So, um, and then you just basically get to have a chat. So it's not necessarily about work, but you can learn about what they're doing and what they're working on and um, mm. their sort of pressures as well, um, and it's just a great networking opportunity, um, yeah. Yeah. and just yeah, because there's obviously so many c- offices globally. If you ever wanted to like think about moving to a different one, mm. doing that, you can find out what they're working on, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Phoebe, any me. Um, Sorry, Amy, didn't you mention earlier that someone got matched with someone very important in the business? Yeah,
1: so oh, one really? of my
0: colleagues got matched with the CEO
1: in Canada. So mm-hmm. yeah, you really could be matched with anyone. And I guess it's really good to make these connections across the business. As Phoebe said, you know, maybe if you did want to move overseas at some point, then you know someone, you've spoken to them. So yeah, it's definitely a really good thing that we do. Um, I'm still waiting for that meeting with the (laughs) CEO
0: Fingers crossed keep getting in every single month Um, I'm going to jump in now, Jess, because there's just something else that I wanted to um, kind of touch upon with Amy um, before we kind of go into more detail on the recruitment process, because I know one of the things that you've mentioned, um, you know, over the years working together is the employee resource groups that you have internally at StanTech and the sort of things um, that you could be getting involved with as a grad or anybody working at StanTech. So can you give us an overview of, of th- those types of things that happen as well?
1: Yeah, so the employee resource groups are... I guess groups set up by employees, and um, so anyone can join them. We've got a few different ones, so we've got the Pride ERG, we've got Neurodiversity, Volkswagen, mm-hmm. Stantech, and I believe there's a few other ones in the pipeline that are going to be set up for next year. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's a really good chance for people across the business to come together, talk about ideas and ways that we can really kind of improve things within the business. Yeah, um, and also they do quite a lot of talks, and um, so I know that been different kind of guest speakers so for black history month we had a guest speaker and talking to us about that we've had Mm -hmm. one for pride as well Um, and we've also got the inclusion and diversity council so that kind of brings everything together Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a good place to really learn more and also kind of put your ideas across so Mm -hmm. if you do have ideas they will be listened to and, and considered
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important thing for, you know, the audience that will be listening to us today um, and anyone, you know, watching the recording of the webinar that, you know, coming into a business like Santec and uh, any organisation, you know, that's a big organisation can come across quite daunting. But from everything that we've heard today is that your opinions are really valued. um, You know, you've got people that you can go to at any point to have these conversations with. So that's just an added benefit of having the employee resource groups there as well as something kind of outside of that day to day you know work life you know that you've got that there that you can go and get involved with too so that's great um Phoebe just going to come back to you um I know we've obviously touched upon the training and informal training is there any other kind of social aspects of working stand Stantec that you wanted to highlight um for us today
2: um so yes yeah, so I'm actually on sort of the social team in my office <laughs> Um, sort of tried to invent it when I started. Um because after <laughs> COVID it all sort of dropped off. Um mm-hmm. but we try and organise an event for each month. Um and we do them both in and outside of the office, sort of tick all the boxes. We've done mm-hmm. bingo in the office, which is quite fun. We
0: mm-hmm. all
2: got together and watched the England match. We can see and we have sort of like food events as well. So we're having sort of a Christmas food party in December. Um, so yeah, social is sort of a big thing on our list, and we always mm-hmm. try and just even just other sort of events. So I always so hold a, uh, I called it the Great Stantec Bake Off, which is sort of like <laughs> a sweet steak kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. where everyone got a baker, and if your baker went out, then you had to bring in cake, which was mm-hmm. a great way for all of us to eat <laughs> loads of cake. Um, but it's, it's just I I found when I started if you put yourself forward to organize these things then it was a great way for everyone to just suddenly know your name and then mm-hmm. in the office everyone knew who you were and it was a way to like speak to people because I mean you'd probably be going chasing for some money but um <laughs> you just you speak to people and they know you and if you're sending a really happy email each week about cake then they're gonna like you <laughs> you yeah. so, um, everyone likes the lady who comes in with the cake <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so I definitely recommend that brilliant um, so thank you start. Phoebe and Josh and Omar, do you find that you know in your particular offices and areas that you also have quite a lot of social activities going on?
4: Uh, I would say, yeah, massively. Um, mm-hmm. There's two guys that currently run, at, going back to Phoebe's point of the DPG, um, mm-hmm. it's run by two in our office and they're brilliant at organising you know, monthly get-togethers, quizzes, um, mm-hmm. and sort of, even today, I was just looking at my emails and there's, there's, we're creating a wall um, for the Farringdon office that is mm-hmm. basically sort of the people's ideas for the jobs or you know the jobs the projects that they're involved in what they would like to show on the wall so it's just it's mm-hmm. always going on so I, I yeah I really agree with that I think it's brilliant.
0: and Omar same with you?
5: Yeah no the same things as well for like DPG events um
0: I've
5: mm-hmm. um, got a table tennis now um in the office <laughs> which I like oh. sometimes we get together after work um mm-hmm. yeah so some really interesting events um that we do uh, just to get together great.
0: fantastic i think that's a really important thing for um you know anybody starting their career is having that social aspect you know meeting especially if you relocated and you don't know a huge amount of people in the area um, so it's great to hear that that's kind of um supported in, in all the different offices and you know grads can get involved in all these different things um, Amy going to come back to you now and um, just to hear now that we've heard about all the amazing projects that everyone can do and the types of things you know working at Stantec um, how how do people apply what, what's the recruitment process they would go through to get to where Josh, Omar and Phoebe would be? Sure so first step is going on to
1: the Stantec Drag Tracker Hub and um, looking at all of our, our roles on there and then mm just clicking through and putting your online application in. So there'll be a Mm -hmm. couple of questions that we'll ask you about just, you know, why you're interested in the role. um, And then you just upload your CV and Mm -hmm. cover letter. Um, And then all of the applications will be reviewed by myself, Claire or Jenny. Mm -hmm. And then if successful, the next stage would be to complete the online assessments. Mm -hmm. So there's two online tests. So there's a numerical test and also a verbal reasoning test. and then you'll also have an online video interview so it's one of those ones where you go on and you record yourself answering some questions yeah it's nothing too in-depth it's really just to get to know you a little bit better you know what Mm -hmm. you're studying what you're interested in and things like that Um, and again that will all be reviewed and then if you are successful after that step there would be a final interview and that would be with usually two of the hiring managers from whichever team that you're applying for yeah we're trying to do a lot more in person so that people can come in and actually meet people and see the office that they'll be in but of course we understand that some people you know might not be in that location some people are all kind of spread out over the country so we can still do some of our team's um, kind of video call Um, and that's it so it's quite a simple process um, yeah not too many stages and Mm -hmm. then of course after the final interview and you know one of the the talent acquisition team would be in touch with you just to let you know
0: what the outcome is and yeah take it from there fantastic I think it's quite comforting to probably for our audience to hear that it is quite a a simple process there's not too many steps to go through um so that's brilliant um any hints and tips um, that you would give our audience, Amy, to put in a successful application and then also to shine during that recruitment process?
1: Yeah, so I'd say my number one thing is really tailor your application to whichever role you're applying for and um, mm-hmm. you know, really make sure that you you read the job advert. Um, and so, for example, if you're applying for a role in the water team, you know, show Kind of projects that you've done that might be related to that, what was your dissertation on? You know, is it related to that? um you know, any work experience, any kind of societies that you've joined at uni, just really kind of showcase examples and you know, show why you're really interested in the specific role. I would say that's the number one thing, yeah. And again, during the interview process, it's you know, giving those examples and I guess just relax and you know, just try and be yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be really nerve wracking. I know some people doing their first interviews, but yeah, just relax and be yourself and
0: just talk about what you've done. And I think if you're passionate about things, it will really come across. It'll come me. across. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you, Amy. And then Josh, Omar and Phoebe, have you got any advice that you would give to your younger self, applied to Stantec or to anyone watching? Mm-hmm. What what would you say to someone apply, putting in that application right now? Uh, Josh, starting with you.
4: Um... I was hoping Amy wouldn't say it, but as cringe as it sounds, just sort of be yourself. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be working with these people if they do hire you. So just being your authentic self sort of, uh, yeah, showing your personality within the the interview is probably the best. Um, And I would also say from my personal experience about the like the mathematical and um, the reasoning tests. Don't yeah. worry too much about those. Like obviously do your best, but I I panicked on them because I'm sensitive. Uh <laughs> and <laughs> I thought I didn't do very well. But then apparently um Claire, who's not here, she mm-hmm. said that I came across really well in my interview. So it it you know it's it's a big part of just being yourself and yeah, settling into things. Don't don't think too much about it.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Josh. And then Omar, coming to you. Any advice?
5: Um, yeah, just kind of what Josh and Amy uh, were saying, just be yourself. Um, I think it's, it's very important as well to kind of tailor UCB to what the role you're applying for. Um, I know that like the generic civil engineering roles, I know that Stantec is um water focused company. So you're likely going to be working on a project that is related to water. So maybe if you have done anything um, at uni uh, related to kind of, you know, hydraulics pipelines and um anything make sure you kind of um, emphasize that yeah yeah so.
0: Brilliant. I, it's a you know something we hear all the time isn't it Jess you know make sure you you're tailoring your CV not just to the employer but also to the role that you're applying to so I think that's great advice thank you Omar and um, finally Phoebe anything that you want to throw into the mix for people to take note of
2: um be yourself obviously <laughs> um that's very clear but I think probably some advice is don't because obviously on grad cracker there's going to be so many different roles and mm-hmm. don't be intimidated by the job title. So mm-hmm. when I applied, I had zero idea what a urban drainage modeler was. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Um, but I just sort of read the description, and read what you needed to have done at uni, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, don't be scared by it. If you've got any questions, ask them. I mean, I'm sure the others will probably say the same thing, but if you wanted to add me on LinkedIn and ask questions, that's more than fine. Cause I think, yeah just reading a job title can be sometimes quite difficult but mm-hmm. try and like figure out what it is and then that, that'll trigger your interest and then you'll be able to write a better application if you understand it more yeah um and then as they said a tailored application is probably likely to succeed so
0: Yeah, I think it's a good point point. that, um, yeah, reading and thoroughly understanding the job description is something that, you know, is so important throughout the whole recruitment process. And, you know, something sometimes something that, you know, students can can overlook just how important that piece of um, information is. Um, So thank you very much for that, Phoebe. Okay, we're going to finish with a couple of really quick fire rounds. So just to finish, what is your favourite thing about working at Stantec and starting with you, Amy? Yeah so I think it's kind of touching on what everyone's really said but it is the people culture
1: and um, mm-hmm. I feel that everyone you know i started last September everyone since then has been so welcoming and mm-hmm. helpful and I think people are just really open so it, it makes you feel like you can be yourself and you know mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about anything so yeah I'd definitely say you know good people culture you're always you're always welcome and yeah any questions People
0: are always happy to help. So that's
5: probably my favorite. Lovely. And um, Omar? Um, oh, my favourite thing, as I said, is people are very uh, welcoming and open here. Um, and I think it's 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 a very good thing to, you know, make or build connections with people who have been working, or, you know, in this in the field for years. Mm-hmm. And everyone is very, you know, uh, willing to help you. Uh, on anything or any questions you may have so um, I like that you know culture of just supporting and like the team culture.
0: Lovely and Josh?
4: Uh, Not sure if anyone said it but the people that I work with Um, (laughs) like genuinely I feel like I enjoy my job but because I love going in every day and seeing the people Mm -hmm. that I do work with I feel like that's almost half the battle with you know it can be quite daunting when you're first starting so yeah uh, the people yeah
2: and phoebe so i'll go to my second because my first is the people but (laughs) i'll I'll say opportunities because the opportunities Mm. are endless um Mm -hmm. i anyone you speak to if you want to get involved you can um nothing is ever a no just go for it and you'll be able to do it so yeah
0: the opportunities brilliant
2: um well i think
0: yeah, nice people. No, no, I think it's so important, though, and it's so nice to hear that, you know, if you work with people that you get on with, it does make such a difference to your everyday, everyday life. Um, so that's lovely. Okay, and we're going to finish with a cool or interesting fact about StamTech. So coming back to you, Amy.
1: Yeah, so something that I just learned um, outside of our head office in Canada, the, the City Council, I guess, allowed mm. the employees to make a kind of colourful crosswalk mural so kind of like a zebra crossing but they made it all colourful for pride and Mm -hmm. to represent some of the other
0: ERGs so I thought that was quite cool that the city actually allowed Stantec to do that so yeah no that's lovely and you've got a nice colourful crosswalk in front of that office now forever Um, and Omar cool or interesting fact about Stantec?
5: Um, I like that there's a football league between the different offices in Stantec. We we have two, uh, you know, so many different offices and Mm -hmm. um, even I think one of the years that was uh, pre-COVID, everyone went to Amsterdam. So we were taking part, you know, uh, competing against people in Amsterdam, which Mm is, I thought, very interesting. Yeah. Um, So it's more just, um, you know, within the UK, it's within the region as well.
0: No, that's lovely. And it, it just it's it's nice to have that inter-office sort of banter as well, isn't it? Yeah.
5: Definitely.
4: Um,
0: And Josh, coming to you. Uh,
4: mine's not really a fact, but I I really enjoy that Um, there's so many specialist teams around the country. And even at the grad event, I was realising how many people I might end up working with in the future. So I, mm-hmm. I find that very sort of exciting and promising that the company has so many specialists in so many fields.
0: Great. Thank you, Josh. And finally, with you, Phoebe. I mean, you stole
2: my interest, in fact, earlier because it was going to be coffee connections. But <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> I know when you said it, I was like, no. Um, oh. But I'll say an interesting fact is that um, we have a volunteering day every year um, mm. called Stantec in the community mm. where. Um, your office will go out and do some help in the local community. So this year we went out and play, painted some fencing for one mm. of the local attractions just to spice it up a little bit. Mm. Um, but it's a great day where you get a free T-shirt and you're able to um, spend time with your colleagues outside
0: doing something good. Oh, that's a lovely one. That's that's even better than Coffee Connections <laughs> there, Phoebe. <Yes. laughs> Um, thank you all so much for giving us such a great insight into Stantech today. It really has been amazing hearing about all your stories, everything that you've done. Um, so really appreciate you taking the time to do that with us. Um, the recording of the webinar will be available for everyone to watch later this afternoon on the Stantech Company Hub and in the Grad Cracker Career Centre. We'll also then break this up into bite-sized chunks for you all to, to watch and share. So remember, our employers love it when you tell them that you've watched their webinar, as they know that means that you've already have a good understanding of their company and it shows that you have a real interest in working for them. So make sure you go get your applications in for Stantech and let them know that you were here. Next week, we have a week off of our webinars um, before finishing the term with Seven Trent on the 15th of December. So register your interest for that one in the Career Centre. Thank you once again to everyone from Stantech. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye bye. See you later. Bye.
4: Thank you. Bye.